Hey guys and welcome to Quality Shot. Welcome boxing fans. Right, if you're new to the channel, please do remember to hit the subscribe button and also like this video as well. Uh, of course, if you want to get more content like this, then click the bell notification as well. Right, let's get into this. Khan versus Brooke, the final press conference. This was a heated presser to say the least. Actually, to be honest with you, the fighters, yes, they were pretty heated at the start, but it was really past about the halfway point. The trainers went at it, hammer and tongs. I mean, it was really interesting to see Bomac and Domingo go at it. I mean, definitely some jibes in there, some a bit unsavory, some, you know, okay and kind of in the spirit of things. But <clears throat> there were some controversial moments. Of course, we'll touch upon that. Um, before we do, though, I'd want to say a little bit about the workouts. So... Kel Brook looks like he's in phenomenal shape. He looks ripped and, you know, to be fair, he looks in phenomenal shape. And Ade, who I'm sure a lot of you will watch his channel as well, Ade Oladipo, he rightfully said that Kel Brook, though, for a couple of years, looked a little bit like a Ferrari, but with no engine. So it looks really good, but doesn't really have the, the substance to back it up and kind of gasses out quite early on. So he's got a couple of good rounds in him, or maybe four is what Bomax said, actually. And after that, though, he struggles. 149 is only a two pounds more than what the welterweight limit is. I think he's really a 154 fighter, and I think he's outgrown welterweight and has outgrown it for a couple of years now. <clears throat> How easy has he made the weight? I don't know. I mean, he's had nine weeks to be faced. He's had quite a long time to adjust, but how does his body hold up? Does it, is his body able to kind of, you know, retain um, its integrity really at that rate? I'm not sure. He did, he did hint at potentially coming in overweight and then paying a fine. So I think it's a hundred thousand pounds uh, for every pound, which is obviously quite expensive. So we'll see. Uh, you'd imagine he'll try and be as professional as possible, but it might not be a bad thing if he comes in one or two pounds over, overweight. Obviously, you have to pay the fine. I don't know his financial situation, but from a purely tactical point of view, the bigger he is, probably the better, uh, because one, he won't be as weight draining. Two, uh, he'll have the size advantage over over Khan. Khan, on the other hand, the workouts looked a little bit... Um, I think he looked a little bit slim in the sense that there were some people saying he looks a bit old. I don't know if he looked old. I think he did definitely look very lean and had, you know, the six pack and, and all sorts. So he was still very shredded underneath there, but he doesn't have that kind of that muscle mass, um, which to be fair, I guess you don't really want as a fast twitch fighter, which he is. He is a speed uh, fighter in the sense that he's got Fast hands. Uh, his feet are not as fast as they used to be, but he's still got the fast hands. He wants to be light on his feet. He doesn't want to be carrying unnecessary weight. Uh, the only, I guess, concern is what's his punching power going to be like? And I'm not 100% sure. Is he going to be extremely sturdy as well? So if Kelbrook pushes him back in the clinches, etc. as well, how is he going to hold up? I don't know. It is the honest answer. So some interesting, you know, uh, interesting observations from that. And it doesn't tell you a whole lot. I think 
again, like how people look is very misleading at times. I mean, we can use the very obvious example of Tyson Fury and how he looks. And a lot of people will say, well, how come he's able to perform at such an optimum level? And, you know, everyone's got different, I think, different physiques, uh, which brings out the best of, to their ability or best of their ability even. So we'll see. I think Amir Khan coming in slightly leaner is a good thing for Kel, I think. Uh, moving on to the presser, as soon as they pan the camera on Kel Brook, I don't know if it was just me because I looked through the comment section uh, to, it was actually an IFL TV, IFL TV somehow managed to post the presser first because of course they were there before um, Sky actually premiered it. I don't know how, whether Sky were particularly happy with that, uh, but maybe, you know, IFL TV or, or Sky knew that happened and they kind of were happy for that to happen. They staggered it. But either way, uh, as soon as they panned the camera onto Kel Brook, I just thought, oh, you look a bit gaunt. Like his face, he just looked really tired and gaunt. And I was like, this weight cut is killing him. Now, that's that was my initial thoughts. But then after looking through the comments, everyone else, no one else really seemed to notice it. So I, I was just, and I may have just been thinking that, oh, actually, you know, I kind of was already expecting him to look a certain way. And so I, I was looking for it almost. But I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, so maybe you guys in the comments can let me know your thoughts. Did you think he looked quite gaunt? Do you think he looked healthy? Uh, for me, I'm going to stick with my guns because that's kind of what I observed. But again, there's a little bit of bias in there because I am a bit of an Amir Khan fan. So uh, I might even be looking for things to give Amir Khan an advantage, to be fair, more than anything. Uh, so that was interesting. Amir Khan looked okay. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, he, he didn't look particularly gaunt from what I could see. Uh, and then obviously Bo Mack was there, Domingo, and then the two fathers were there as well. Uh, which is quite interesting. The fathers, uh, you know, Kelbrook's father talks. We'll talk about the fathers first because we can get that out of the way. Uh, Kelbrook's father said, you know, obviously uh, it's a long time coming and, uh, you know, they've kind of sidestepped us, et cetera. And it is, it's been a fight that's been kind of overshadowing Kel's career for quite some time. Uh, so it's nice to be able to get the fight now. Uh, and, you know, we'll see, you know, how it goes. But um, we're really happy because Kel's obviously up for this fight and he needs a big fight to really get himself out of bed for for Khan's dad he was like yeah of course this is his biggest fight um but for us it's not really uh he said you know like at the time we didn't need to fight him etc and and we were doing other things and he said but look you know all the talking is done now everyone's trained really hard and, and you know it's just a matter of time now until we get until they get into the ring he said apparently the camp had been really strict, so um, they hadn't allowed. So they hadn't. So Bomac hadn't allowed his father or anyone externally to come in. So it was just the training team, uh, which his father isn't a part of technically. So um, that means his family, uh, friends, anyone else, they wouldn't have been allowed uh, in the camp, which I thought was quite interesting, and it probably would be a good thing because it just meant no distractions. Uh, then if we go on to the two fighters before I go into, I think the trainers has actually got the most uh, entertainment value to it. So let's leave that to last. We go into the fighters then. Khan obviously saying, you know, I'm going to knock him out, blah, blah, blah. And then Brooke kind of saying the same thing, saying along the same lines of what he said in the gloves are off, which was, you know, he doesn't respect me and, you know, we're in the same room. And, and I think he said something like, 
So Kelbrook said, we we shared the same room. Uh, and obviously, I think you were saying, like, you know, we were in the same room, but he said shared the same room, which kind of, like, the wording c- can be taken in a different context. So then Amir Khan jumped on it and was like, no, we didn't share a, we didn't share a room. Don't say that, Kel. We, that never happened. He's like, don't say that. I, I don't know what, you, what you're thinking, but that definitely never happened. And, you know, like, kind of teasing him, really. It's a bit childish, to be honest with you. But either way, um, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, Adam... Adam Smith kind of told Amir Khan and Kelbrook off because I think Kelbrook said something ridiculous after that. He said he said something like basically something really obscene, which actually I'm not going to repeat on here because it was just so obscene, like what he said. If you want to hear it, you can watch the presser. But in response, it was in response to kind of the implication about them sharing a room, he then responded and in something like really explicit. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this is just getting out of hand. So then Adam Smith was like, look, guys, you need to relax, etc. Um, Ahmed Khan also then brought up the, apparently, Kelbrook had said, oh, he's got a poppadom chin. So he said, oh, why did you say that? He thought that's quite a racist thing to say. No, I, I haven't heard that interview. Maybe he did say it, but I don't, was he really being a racist? I think he, he said, like, no, I'm saying, like I said it because Poverdoms are fragile, right? Which they are, to be fair. So maybe he said it without realising. Maybe it was a uh, subconscious thing. I don't know. But either way, like, he shouldn't have said that. I think that was a silly thing to say. And, like, he should have realised it might open him up for other things because, obviously, Poverdoms are an Indian uh, delicacy and, and Amir Khan is Southeast Asian, so kind of similar region. But I think both of those kind of you know, instances that were a bit just silly. And, and then you could see as soon as Amir Khan said, like, oh, that was a bit racist, Ben Shalom was like tapping on the shoulder furiously, like, don't sit, stop, stop, stop. Like, he was he was kind of, he had a straight face, but his arm just said it all. He was like tapping Amir Khan on the shoulder, like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, no, 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 leave it, leave it kind of thing. Like, no, don't bring that up. Um, because for boxer, right, they can't afford this to be like scandalous or be, or, you know, like, break the, the kind of rules and regulations of Sky's broadcasting terms, for example. So, like, people swearing and, and like, being, for example, like, obviously you don't want anyone to be um, being, you know, talking about racism or talking about homophobia or whatever else, right? So, um, he was just, like, I think he was, like, petrified. So, he was, like, tapping on the comic on the, on the arm and, like, it's the first box office event that Boxer are doing around Sky. And he wants it to go smoothly. So, that was really interesting to see. Uh, you could just see him pooing himself. And then eventually kind of they got past it. And it was a very, very short kind of uh, thing. And I was thinking, oh, God, like, this is so stupid. Like, you can just tell that, you know, Amir Khan was thinking of things to really get under the skin of Kel Brook. And unfortunately, it was kind of working for the most part. Uh, then it was like a question of, like, both fighters really just talking. And uh, Amir Khan saying things like, you know, Kelbrook doesn't really have much left and, you know, I'm going to send him into retirement and Kelbrook's saying basically the same thing, uh, really along the same lines. But then it got very interesting because they then went to Domingo and, oh, sorry, they went to Bomak first. Bomak said, look, Omicron's been fighting, sorry, he's been training immensely. Like, he hasn't moaned once he hasn't said no i can't do this or oh why do i have to do this 
well, I'm giving up. He said that Ami Khan has literally done everything he's asked of him. Obviously, this is Terence Crawford's coach. And not only has he done that, uh, but he said that he tried to push Ami Khan to his limits. He tried to basically break him so that he'd give up uh, in any instance throughout the camp. And he said he didn't. He said he was like fantastic in that regard. Uh, really hard work ethic. And yeah, like just kind of completely, yeah, like max himself out, I guess, in the camp. Now, you can see that as one of two ways. You can see that as, okay, fantastic. Like, you know, especially as Ami Khan said, it's been the hardest camp he's ever had. You can that as one of two ways. Either one, you can say, okay, he's saying it's the hardest camp he's ever had. He's left no stone unturned. Bomax saying that he kind of never gave up, kept on going to the max. Could he have left it in the gym? Could he have overtrained? Potentially. Or does it just mean that we're going to see one of the sharpest Army Khans we've seen for a couple of years? We're not going to see Army Khan in this prime. I mean, I know the fight, both fights are saying you're going to see the best Army Khan, you're going to see the best Kelbrook. We're not going to see that. Let's not be stupid. I doubt that. I mean, there is a chance, but it's a very, very small percentage. I, I attribute 5% really to that. So what I would say is that we will probably see an Amir Khan who's been better than maybe against Billy Dib, probably better against Terence Crawford, potentially better against Samuel Vargas, like that kind of, and Phil LaGreco, like that's maybe as far as we're going to go. I don't think we're going to see an Amir Khan that fought Canelo, like he was really sharp. I don't think we're going to see an Amir Khan that fought like Maidana as well, like that was really kind of his almost his peak. So we'll see, but I'm very, very doubtful on that. Then, for Kel Brook, well, actually, let's park Kel Brook to one side because I was talking about Bomak. So Bomak said that, uh, and, you know, talking about how, you know, Ami Khan's really been maxing himself out, uh, really impressive, and they've got this kind of father-son relationship almost where he doesn't take any crap, basically, and, and you know, he, he's like, look, this needs to get done, you need to do it. And Ami Khan's like, yeah, I'll get it done. Uh, so, like, a really strong bond seems to be formed and just in one camp which is quite impressive obviously he respects Bomac and Terence Crawford a lot you're saying you know, Terence Crawford's giving me a lot of advice and same with with Bomac obviously he's training him uh interestingly how will that dynamic will that dynamic show on fight night because they've only had one camp together really surely Ami Khan will go back to type in a lot of moments in that fight uh, I'm uh, to be fair to Bomac, he said it was just about sharpening the iron. So I don't think they would have made fundamental changes to he, how he fights, but I think there might be small nuances, or even which you know might well they should make a difference. It's just a question of whether Amir Khan is able to implement them in real in a real fight scenario in real time, right? Uh, so is that muscle memory really there after only having one camp? Let's see. Uh, it'll be interesting um, whether they, there are any differences there at all. So anyway, so yeah, Bomat talking about that. And then Domingo, they asked him, like, you know, how's it been for Cal? He said, look, you know, it's been all good with Cal, etc." And he said, I'm surprised. Uh, sometimes like trainers and fighters say the weird, and like dancers say the weirdest stuff. Like sometimes I, f I feel like they actually... To be fair, it wasn't really Amir Khan's side. It was Kel Brook's camp. Like some of the things they said, it almost was like putting Kel Brook down. So 
like Domingo was saying, oh, you know, I'm surprised Amir Khan took this fight because, like, you know, he's kind of, he's a big superstar, didn't have to take this really for Kel. Kel re- is the one who really needed this. And I'm like, why would he say that? He's your fighter. Like, you're basically saying that Kel Brook, status-wise, is below Amir Khan and he needs this fight to, like, kind of get back, get on par with him. And I was like, that's a really weird thing to say. Like, why would he say that? So then he said that, and then he just said, look, you know, so I'm surprised he's taken it. I said, I think he's making, made a mistake. So did Kel Brook said the same thing, actually. He's made a mistake about the weight and also taking this fight because, like, he thinks, like, both of them said they think that, you know, Kel is, is shot, basically, right? And, and he's not. Uh, he also said about, you know, the camp. And then Amir Khan asked Domingo, did the sweat taste good? Because there's, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to give my honest opinion on this because I found it absolutely vile. It was a disgusting video. I'm not sure why they filmed it or why they even showed it on social media because literally, like, I've seen people on Instagram, other pages and, and like, boxers literally being like, I've vomited after seeing this. It's, <laughs> so don't watch it if you've got, if you're uh, a bit queasy. It's a it's a basically a video of Kel Brook with his shirt off and like he's squeezing all the sweat into like this cup and like uh, obviously he's done it a couple of times and there's all this sweat and it's like this much of sweat right and uh, Domingo says some some kind of like remark supposed to be funny which is like oh you know like uh, gold or something or gold or something along those lines right and uh, in the end. He ends up downing the sweat. Like, he drinks Kelbrook sweat. That's absolutely disgusting. Like, absolutely disgusting. Like, I'm sorry. Doesn't, like, Domingo is probably, a, like, from what we've seen, a really, really good, tra- like, world-class trainer. Kelbrook, phenomenal fighter. But what the hell are they thinking? Like, <laughs> it's just disgusting. Like, absolutely vile. I just watched that. Like, I can't believe I just watched that. And I was just really hoping that, it was like a prank and like it was just apple juice. But then it wasn't because in the presser, like he didn't deny it. He was like, yeah. And then you could tell, right, in that exchange, Army Khan got the better of him because he basically was like, no, that's violation. Like, you shouldn't do that, blah, blah. And I think Domingo said something stupid, like, you know, I don't know what he was saying. Like he was basically, he, you could tell he was struggling. Domingo's normally quite good with his words. And he's normally quite good at navigating a presser and also like questions of when he's been put on the spot. He wasn't good at that. And he's silly because he should have known that I was going to come up. So if he knew it was going to come up, he should have had uh, a response uh, in uh, like ready. He should have had a response ready. Uh, instead, he didn't. So either he didn't have one or he struggled to come up with one because it's just so like, uh, in my eyes, it's completely like ridiculous thing to do. Maybe he just thought I actually have nothing to say in response. Like I've done this now, it's out that I don't know what to say. I'm going to, I'm going to just have to deal with it. And then Armin Khan said after, you know, okay, are you going to like drink his piss basically in the evening, like later on? And I was like, this is like, and that was it. Like you were like, okay, like Domingo, you may as well just step away, go home, like go back to your like hotel room. This, this exchange is over, but he still carried. And I was like, no, it's done. Like he tried to kind of defend it, like, oh, you know, kind of, I think he's, he even tried to play the respect card about, like, training. I was just like, come on, man. Like, you've lost this, and you shouldn't have done it then if you didn't want it to be brought up. I just thought it was silly. Um, 
so silly. And then anyway, Bomac talked then said about Domingo. So Domingo said that apparently Bomac only wants is only training Ami Khan for a paycheck, right? So uh he said, look, you know, he's talking about how hard he's trained, etc. But you know, they've only had one camp together. He said he's just there for the paycheck. Him being in the corner is gonna make a difference. Bomac then lost his rag. He was like uh not in like I think it was pretty controlled. Um he basically said he was like, what do you, what, sorry, excuse me, where were you for the Terence Crawford fight? Which, can I say something, by the way? And Domingo can say whatever he wants, but the problem with Domingo is that he's almost too open at times. So he was really open in some of the interviews when they asked him about why you're not training Kell Brook. And he said, and I remember him saying this, that he didn't think Kell Brook would beat Terence Crawford. He thought he wasn't, like, in that at that stage in his career he didn't think that it was worth him training him because he didn't think he'd be able to beat Crawford if he trained him. So how can he then turn around and say, like, oh, I don't think I had enough time? It wasn't to do with time. He didn't say that. He did say about time, I think, as well. But I think the main thing was that he wasn't happy with the fact that Kelbrook took that fight. Now, he then tried to respond by saying, like, yeah, you know, about the, about the time situation and otherwise, yeah, you know, I would have and... I was like, no, you're lying here. And then Bomak was like, no, you basically think he's shot, which is why you didn't went in the corner. He's got a good four rounds and that's it. And Domingo was like, oh, you know that, do you? And he was like, yeah, I do, because like he fought Crawford and, uh, you know, we saw that. And uh, he said, at least, you know, like Amir Khan, you know, the reason why we, we chose to train Amir Khan, we're happy to, is because he actually showed how like he lasted a lot longer than Kel Brook in there with Crawford. And then Domingo was, Domingo was like, well, you know, uh, Kelbrook had to get like sparked out. Um, Khan quit after getting like hit in the balls and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's just stupid. Like, like it's just trivial stuff. Um, which yeah, that was really interesting. And then, so I was just thinking to myself, like, what is going on? Like, this is carnage. Uh, then it was like Domingo saying, "Oh, you're going to keep on shouting," because Bomac was like basically going off. And he was kind of, to be fair, like he wasn't really letting Domingo speak at times. Uh, so I think Domingo was like, are you going to let me speak? And, he, and he's like, are you, are you done? And he's like, I'm done when I say I'm done, but Michael's saying. And then Domingo said after Bomac stopped, he started talking and Bomac just talked over him. Like, and he's like, so you're not going to let me talk then? And he was like, no, he's like, I don't want to hear what you've got to say. I don't want to hear your voice or something. And Domingo, in, he actually tried to impersonate him, which I thought was really rude. Uh, like, he tried to impersonate his American accent. I was like, that's, okay, that's just uncalled for. And then, and th this is a bit weird. This is the kind of thing that I'm kind of wondering. Like, Domingo is a really knowledgeable guy in boxing, but in terms of social etiquette and, like, this, this comes not just for him, but a lot of boxers and, like, boxing coaches. Like, he then said, like, someone check his his like blood pressure because Bomac's quite a big guy and I was like that's a really low blow like why like why say that and like Domingo's obviously there with his kind of t-shirt on his arms out and like obviously you know he's he's all like pumped up um you know he's quite built Domingo and I was just like that's so unnecessary like there's not well, there's no need for that it was just a really it ended up becoming a really nasty exchange between both of them uh, but in the end, anyway, I just I, I think again, it's quite hard to say that Kel Brook and his team won that exchange. But 
at the end of the day, these types of presses, these gloves are off, etc., they absolutely mean nothing when it comes to fight night. Uh, well, it means nothing if they don't then capitalize on that slight mental edge. And it is a slight mental edge. I don't think it's a huge one. Yes, of course, the talking, the getting under someone's skin, it can help. But I don't think Kelbrook's going to go into the ring so crazed that he's just going to come out swinging. Uh, I think the, we've only seen that a few times, and that's been, for example, David Hay, Tony Bellew. Like David Hay literally just came out on a swing at Tony Bellew, and that obviously backfired. Um, the same with, you know, these guys. I, I Well, sorry, it's completely different with these guys. I think, yes, there is a huge amount of animosity, but I don't see Kelbrook coming out with red mist. There may be a moment. So, for example, if he ends up being, well, if Calm makes him look silly for the first three, four rounds, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way, even though I'm a Calm, I don't think that's going to I think the first four or five rounds are going to be really competitive. Then we'll see what happens. But uh, I think, yeah, Khan, if he somehow manages to make Brooke look silly for the first three, four rounds, and then kind of like maybe mocks him in the ring and says something or like kind of, you know, does the Billy Joe Saunders, <laughs> you know, when he misses, then... And again, I don't think this is going to happen. I think there's a very minimal chance this is happening. Then I can see Kel Brook getting red missed. I can only, see, I mean, Ami Khan, when, if he gets tagged, he will just get red missed anyway. I mean, unfortunately, that's just the nature. And that is a big weakness that he has, unfortunately, which is that he wants to get into a fight as soon as he gets tagged. So we'll see. But really intriguing build up. Of course, the fight is going to be tomorrow. I cannot wait. We are going to be doing a live watch along on our YouTube channel for that. Uh, if you're watching this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, do uh, follow, subscribe, um, all that good stuff. Share it as well. Uh, and also, if you're watching on YouTube, do like this video and subscribe to the channel. Also, click that notification bell and also comment as well on who you think is going to win. But uh, for all of you guys watching on all platforms, do come over to YouTube tomorrow. The Saturday will be starting at 8 p.m. on our YouTube channel. It's Quality Shot, one word. Uh, thanks very much, guys, for tuning in. Please remember to smash the like button and subscribe. Stay safe and well, and I'll see you on the next video. Thank you very much.